Hey guys, thanks so much for joining in today at Men's Leadership Network, and I'm so thankful that you're being a part because I believe God's going to speak to you and challenge you today as we endeavor to grow to be the men that God called and created us to be. And I'm joined today with Danny Briggs, and Danny is amazing. He was a he was a professional golfer for 30 years. Can you imagine that kind of life? I mean, you know, and so <laughs> played on the PGA Tour, was a college golfer at A&M University, and, and then traveled all over the United States playing tournaments with all the people that we've heard of. And you are just an amazing man of God and uh, just an awesome dad, granddad, and I'm thankful that you're joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having oh, me. Man. And thank you guys for letting me have an opportunity to come on here and share my story with y'all. And, and I hope it impacts you, maybe makes a difference, uh, changes lives. So Amen. thank you. Amen. Well, Danny, tell me about kind of where you grew up and tell us kind of how you got involved with golf. Well, you and I both are Texas boys. Amen. <laughs> so I, I, was, I was raised in Texas and kind of split between Bryan and College Station, which is where Texas A&M is. Mm -hmm. And then my dad went to Paris, Texas. And so junior high and high school was in Paris, Texas. But I went back to Texas A&M for college. I started off in golf back when I was about 10 years old. Okay. The country club that my dad was a member of, my dad was a banker, and where he was a member had a swimming pool, a clubhouse, and a tennis court. Well, they built a golf course. So when they built a golf course, I decided, you know what, I'm going to spend some time playing golf. Yeah. I, I thought it was immediately a passion, immediately uh, fell in love with the game. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, and even though growing up and doing a bunch of different sports, Jeff, the one thing that I really liked about golf was the fact that it allowed me to do something where I didn't have a referee or an umpire making the decisions on whether it was a ball or a strike or a foul or anything like that. Yeah. I was able to get involved, dedicate myself, had a passion for it, and loved it. Wow. And just absolutely loved it. And kept playing. And in the boys' club, they had a golf tournament. They needed a 10 to 12-year-old kid to represent it. So my first golf tournament I play in, I shoot 95 and a 93. I end up winning the tournament. And, I, and then from there, it just kind of snowballed. And, and, but really and truly, I don't think I really dedicated everything to golf until I was probably around 15, 16. Mm. I mean, I still did other sports, yeah. but, but every Texas kid does other oh, sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but but, I, but I, loved, I loved the game and what it's done for me as far as opening up doors, having the opportunity to meet people. Yeah. So, so then, then I went to college yeah. at Texas A&M and was a three-time All-American there and um, got right out of college and started playing the PGA Tour. And, and, you know, you talk about playing golf in the United States, I played all over the world. Yeah. Uh, Australia, Asia, India, Japan, uh, wow. Korea. I, I just went. The only place I, I never went was South Africa. Really? And they had a tour in South Africa, but it was always like December, split at Christmas, and then rolled into January. And, and I just didn't feel like I could go over there uh, for that amount of time, oh, yeah. especially after I got married. Yeah. But, but when I was single? You're playing everywhere. I played everywhere. <laughs> 40, 38, 40, 42 tournaments a year. Now, wow. there's only 52 weeks a year, and each tournament lasts a week, so... I was really on the road a lot. You were. I was really on the road a lot. And, oh, Jeff, it was just, it, you know, a lot of it's a blur. Yeah. Uh, but 
but it, it was a great experience for me mm. to be able to go to different cultures, yeah. different c- countries, have an opportunity to meet people, oh, different yeah. people. Uh, I will say that one of the great things I love about the computer mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. is that I made relationships and I made friends yeah. in all these other countries. And rather than taking a piece of paper and having to write a Danny Briggs update, all I can do is just get on that computer and write an email, and it goes right to them. I love it's it. It's the coolest thing. It. Yeah. Wow. Hey, do you have a couple of good stories from your time on the tour or playing with you, somebody? Or? <laughs> you know, there's, there, there's so many stories, so many things that, that, that I did that I was involved in. And, and you know, one, one, of the, one of the highlights – there are a lot of different highlights. One of the highlights I want to share is that uh, Payne Stewart was a dear friend of mine. Yeah. When, when, when I was at Texas A&M as a freshman, he was a senior mm-hmm. at SMU. Mm-hmm. And so obviously his career, he went on after SMU, got on tour, won the U.S. Open, yeah. all of that. And, and, and I kind of came along and after college and Payne kind of took me under his wing to be out there on tour. And one of the things that he always, in fact, he's the one that talked me into going to Asia. Really? I, I had never thought about going all the way to Asia for 10 weeks and playing golf all over Asia. But he said, Danny, you'll love it. It'll be great for your golf game. It'll make you a better player. It'll make you really appreciate the United States. Wow. And, and, but, but we used to play practice rounds on Tuesdays. Not, yeah. not every week, but yeah. every once in a while, you know, Briggsy, you know, my nickname out there was Briggsy. So anytime I see a golfer say, hey, Briggsy, how you doing? You know, I know it's some guy that knew me when I was playing on the PGA Tour. But he'd say, Briggsy, come on and play. Well, you know, I'd be playing with Curtis Strange, who's two-time back-to-back U.S. Open. Craig Stadler, uh, Larry Rinker, uh, uh, Jay Haas, Fuzzy Zeller. I mean, it just goes on and on the list. But playing a practice round in front of 25, 3,500 people watching you during a practice round, was really helpful to me to realize, hey, you got to get used to playing in front of people. Yeah, you got to get used to making mistakes. Yeah, and and but that that was one of the things that I really really mm. treasured about being on the tour. I mean, there there's other stories too, and, oh, yeah. and I may think of it uh, another one while during this conversation that we're having. But but for now, that's one of the ones that really stuck out to that's me. Amazing. And, yeah, and I, I will say this just because. I am so proud of my family. Mm-hmm. When, when I was playing the tour, my wife used to dress all the kids exactly alike. So, so number one, so we wouldn't lose them. Yeah. <laughs> and, number, and number two, so that, you know, they would be able to be out there on the outside of the ropes and I would be able to see them. And, yeah. And, uh, but, That's but great. It, 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 as you know, as a yeah. golfer yourself, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic really difficult hard game to master but it but it opens so many doors of opportunity and 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 i i don't know if some of you play golf Mm -hmm. if you if you don't and you want to learn how to play golf please please let me know let us know and and we'll figure out a way to make that happen for you Uh, if you do play golf continue to play golf and and use that as a as a way to open up doors of opportunity to meet people, mm-hmm. to fellowship, yeah. to, to get involved and, and it, it, business-wise. Oh, yeah. I tell you, that, that is one of the best things about golf, you know, because you get out and you're with three other guys, right, and you get the fellowship. And I love when I have the opportunity to play with oh. you. And we get to 18 and the guys we're with, we just pray. We just hug Say, and pray. Hug, huddle up, let's, man, let's pray. And, uh, man, that's, that's powerful. And I think that's why guys 
do it, you know. Well, I don't so. think there's any question that's why they do it. Yeah. But, that, but i got to be honest with you. You know, for two years I've been sitting over there, <laughs> and I hadn't really met you. And, and where I met, and even though I knew exactly who you were, yeah. and I wanted to come say hello, but, mm. you know, when you get through doing your sermon, everybody comes up and says <laughs> hi to you and everything. Uh, but, but sitting over there, and, mm. and, but we actually met at the little course. When yeah. you walked by, yeah. and I said, yeah. hey, you're my pastor. <laughs> and that's kind of what opened up that door. Yeah. And gave us the opportunity to get together. But how much fun have we had playing oh, with Mike Fisher yeah. and, and Shay Mooney yeah. and oh, yeah. uh, Henry so Cho yeah. and, and other brothers in Christ? Mm -hmm. It's been great. It's been great. It has. It's been great. So, hey, tell me, you know, what's impressive to me. I mean, you've played with Tiger Woods. Yep. You've played with Mickelson. You, you've played with everybody great. But you've had 16 hole-in-ones. I have. <laughs> I mean, I've never had a hole in one. I mean, and, uh, but you said a double eagle is even more valuable to you than that. They call it an albatross. An because albatross. It's such, because it's such a rare bird. And, and actually, yes, I've had five double eagles, which is making a two. It's making a two on a par five. And you've had five. So you're not hitting a nine iron. You're not hitting, actually, I think the, the, the least amount of club was a four iron that I hit into a par five. And that's because it was blowing downwind. Wow. But, but three woods and things, and it, it just doesn't happen very yeah. often. And, and you don't see, like, holding one on par fours very often mm. either. Uh, no. I, I mean, the, <laughs> only one that, the only one that I can remember was Andrew McGee did it at the Phoenix Open on hole 17. And it, it, it's so rare. It that's really amazing. is so it's rare. Amazing. But, well, tell me, Danny, I mean, yeah. you've had this great career in golf. Uh, but tell me about your walk with the Lord. Like, when did you become a Christ follower? When did you commit your life to Christ? Uh, Jeff, it, you know, I, I was really lucky. Yeah. Uh, when, when, when I think back, number one, I had unbelievable parents. Mm, mom and, I, had, I had a mom and dad mm. that, since I can remember, vacation Bible school, <laughs> Sunday school in the morning, and then church after, and, and, since, and then singing in the choir and, and being involved at church. As far back as I can remember. Mm. And so I had, my parents instilled the foundation of Jesus Christ Amen. into myself, my mm. brother, and my two sisters from a very early, early age. Wow. And that. just to kind of take this to a different level, my dad was a 38-year 30 year banker. Mm. Um, and then now has, he's retired from being a banker and now has become a, we've talked about this, an ordained pastor. And he doesn't pastor church like you do yeah. but if you wanted to take a break and go somewhere and and, and all the other associate pastors weren't available yeah. my dad would come in and fill in for you Amen. and and, and mm. do that and he he's he's married three of my nieces well excuse me he 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 married two of my nieces and one of my nephews wow and uh so i was really lucky that way and then college i mean also you involved with the fellowship of christian athletes yeah and, uh, other college golf ministries yeah. is another one. And then, you know, you got out of college and then I started playing the tour. And then the crazy thing about when you play the tour, you want to be working on Sundays. Because mm. if, yeah. if, if, <laughs> if, if you're not working on Sundays, that, that means you're not making any money for the week. Right. And, and let me kind of go tangent there just a little bit because a, a lot of you don't know mm. what happens during a week of a golfer when he's playing in a tournament. Yeah. All you may or may not see is you watch Thursday afternoon, you watch Friday afternoon, 
then you see the cuts made and you watch Saturday golf, you watch Sunday golf, you see some guy that just made $1.6 million winning the golf tournament. Yeah. But you don't know what happened all through that entire process that whole entire week. So let me just give you guys an idea. You, you show up, typically on Tuesdays, your practice round day. So you play a practice round on Tuesday, go to your hotel, get dinner, go to your hotel, come back out on Wednesday, play a pro-am on Wednesday, tournament starts Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, also, your practice day, the pro-am days are probably 8 to 10 to 12-hour days because you're out there early and you're practicing afterwards, you're working on your chipping and putting. Anything you have to do to prepare yourself as best you can for the tournament that starts on Thursday. So then you get on Thursday and, and you play around on Thursday, practice afterwards, play around on Friday. Now, for me, if I missed the cut and I didn't play very well, I'd be on an airplane flying home unless right. I was clear across country. But then Saturday, Sunday, you play. And then when you get done on Sunday, a lot of you don't know this, you're jumping on an airplane, flying to point B over here, playing a pro-am on Monday, and then from point B, flying over here, playing in, a, playing in another tournament. Wow. Here you go Tuesday again. And you might do this three, four, five, six weeks in a row. Now, Kim and I always made a deal. My wife's name is Kim, by the yeah. way, you guys. Um, we made a deal that I would never be gone more than three weeks. So there were times I was gone two weeks, time I'd go three weeks, times that I would have them come out with me. Mm. And obviously Disneyland, they love Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and those tournaments, uh, AT&T, San Diego, Dallas was always a good one. But anyways, so they would, we always made that pact that I'd never leave. Mm. So there was one point in time in my career that I had been out for two weeks. I decided to stay one more week, third week. And I really played good in that third week. I mean, probably finished like ninth, 10th, 11th, something like that. But, but I could tell that it was really getting good. So I called Kim, and, and, which I probably talked to her four or five times a day when I was on the road. And I, I asked her, I said, you know, I, I really feel like I'm playing good. And, and I feel like I really want to stay out here one more week and, and, and see if I can yeah, win a yeah. tournament. And just so happened that we, we had four girls at the time. All four of them had chicken pox. Oh. So that timing wasn't the best timing for me to tell her that, hey, I want to stay out one more week when four, all four of the kids had chicken pox. So she just said, she goes, you know what? If you want to stay out there one more week, if you don't win this tournament, don't even bother coming home. <laughs> don't even bother coming no, home. No pressure. Uh, no pressure. And I didn't win the tournament, but I lost to the playoff. And that's pretty so good. I did play good. And, and, and that's the other thing, too, for me because – Yes, I was on the road, but when I would come back home, Kim would just say, whatever you do, don't mess up my routine. Mm -hmm. Don't mess up my routine with the kids. Mm. And, and that's like cheer practice at 6 in the morning. Mm. That's, that's baseball practice at 3 in the afternoon. Mm. It's ballet this. It, it's just mm. all the different things. And, and I, the kids couldn't stay up late with me. Yeah. And, you know, don't mess up her schedule. That's, wow. that's what she kept telling me Man. every time I came home and... But anyway, you have a great family. Oh, and, uh, thank you. So I think we thank actually you. have a picture of your family. Do you uh, really? We do. I think somewhere. It's oh my there goodness! They are. Yeah, look yeah. at that. Uh, we, so uh, was it a challenge? I mean, like being a professional golfer and gone a lot, and you know, still trying to parent and raise kids. <laughs> Absolutely. Ooh. But but Kim, my wife, is incredible. Amen. Uh, it 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 it's she is just the ultimate mom mm. and 
And she was not a very good PGA Tour mom because she didn't like all the the, the, the PGA Tour mom stuff yeah. that, that happened because basically you were valued by how well your husband played golf yeah. and how big a star he was. So she didn't really care for that. And, and, and to this day, her best friends are right there in that picture. Amen. Are mm. right there in that picture. Mm. So Sierra, Sierra's my oldest daughter. Yeah. She has three kids married to Brett. Yeah. And Brett played... She's probably, her and Brett are the reason we're in Tennessee. Amen. Because we were in Arizona. Sierra went to Belmont. Brett was a baseball pitcher at Vanderbilt with David Price when when they were so good. Yeah. And he got drafted after his junior year and played professional baseball for six years. Mm. And now he's in real estate. Yeah. Three kids. Bailey's my little dynamite. (laughs) She's the hugger. She's got the big heart. She's... Yeah, she has three kids, married to Matthew, yeah. and pregnant now, Yeah, 28 weeks, I think, mm-hmm. now, and so we're really excited for her, so that's yeah. going to be grand, that's going to be baby number four, grandchild number seven wow. for Kim and I, and so Sierra and Bailey started going to church here five uh, years ago, four years ago, yeah. and, and invited us to come, mm. and since then, that's... That's why we're here. We're, we're, we're here loving the growth. We've seen the growth. We've, we've, I've got a lot of friends that go to church here. Uh, it's, it's amazing Amen. what you guys are mm. doing. Praise God. And it absolutely Amen. praise Amen. God. And, and then we had the twins. Yeah. The, we got double whammied with the twins, <laughs> identical twin daughters. Emma over here is married to Will, uh-huh. uh, and and Alex is not married yet. We're mm-hmm. trying to find her a man. So if any of you are single out there, <laughs> about 30 to 35, uh, <laughs> playing matchmaker, play matchmaker at church. <laughs> like, Dad. Uh, <laughs> but, but they both have really good jobs, work yeah. for HCA. Yeah. And then this is my son, Dallas. Yeah. And Dallas has a good job. Uh, the three of the we're kind of all over the SEC yeah. when you yeah. think about it uh, because Dallas and the twins went to UT. My yeah. son-in-law, Will, went to UT. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew, that's married to Bailey, went to Auburn. Oh, yeah. Brett went to Vanderbilt. Sierra to Belmont. I went to Texas A&M, and Kim went to SMU. So we're kind of all over the place. Yeah. So Saturday football games are kind of fun when they're matching up against <laughs> each other and everything. But, Jeff, thank you so much for saying that about my family. Oh, because man, what a blessing. We are uh, – I forgot to tell you guys. The greatest thing about it is that they all live here. Amen. They all live right here in Nashville. Yeah. So it, it could just be a text message, hey, let's do family dinner after church Sunday. Yeah. And we all get together and have family dinner. Mm. Or let's do – family dinner and it could be a Wednesday night or a Thursday night, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, this whole pandemic thing with, mm. with COVID and everything, mm. it kind of threw a wrench in all of us, in mm. every single one of us of trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to cope with this? Y'all have done a phenomenal job. Oh, uh, just praise the, the Lord. praise the Lord mm. that, that you've been able to go online yeah. and I've been able to watch it in my phone. Yeah. Uh, you mm. guys, and, mm. and it's just been, it, it, what a blessing, mm-hmm. what an absolute blessing. But, mm. but thank you for, Mentioning that about oh, the kids yeah. because yeah. I, I'm a I'm a proud dad. Yeah, uh, I get emotional just thinking about the kids. But uh, it it's it's a I, I don't know why God blessed me so much with 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 family. Yeah, the way yeah. I have my family. Mm. Um, Man, it's 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 and, and I don't want which camera over here. Okay, mm. I don't want to try to get this wrong because. It's, it's hard to, even though 
it looks on the surface what a great family mm -hmm. I have. I still went through issues. Mm -hmm. I still made mistakes. Mm -hmm. I still had struggles in mm -hmm. my marriage. Mm -hmm. I, it, and when, let me just take that a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I want to be as transparent as I possibly can to you guys. Mm -hmm. When you played professional golf on the PGA Tour for 20-something years, well, mm -hmm. it was almost, let's see, 80, 1986 to, to 2006, 30 years. Yeah. So when you played for 30 years and all of a sudden you decide, okay, I'm, I'm, I've got to find myself. Yeah. I've got to figure out what, mm. what is it that Danny Briggs wants to do next because yeah. I, I truly felt my value was being a professional PGA Tour golfer. Wow. And, and I wasn't sure what was next for me. Yeah. Uh, thought about doing a little bit of the Champions Tour and, and getting involved out there and playing. And, and I did do some of that. I played a couple of senior yeah. opens, played some other events. But it's such a lonely life yeah. out there in a hotel room. And, and, and you, you may go to great places. You may go to great cities. Mm. And, but you don't really see anything about the golf course, a hotel, and a restaurant. Yeah. And then you come back. But, but the struggles that Kim and I had really and truly was we were so used to being apart mm. all the time that now we're together all the time it's almost like as if we had to fall in love again. Amen. Mm. And, and I told you this, I, mm. I, Jeff, I shared this with you about yeah. we went through a four or five year struggle of I'm sure I was selfish, mm -hmm. trying to figure out what my next move was going to be. Mm. Felt like I really wasn't turning to God mm. to direct me. Um, not that he was ever out of my life. I just wasn't putting my faith and trust in him yeah. to lead and guide and direct me. I felt like I was a terrible father. I felt mm. like I was a terrible husband. Uh, I was running into some financial issues mm. because I didn't have the same type of cash flow that mm -hmm. I'd had before. So I really had to figure out what is it that I'm going to do. And when I finally figured that out and got happy again, <laughs> when I got happy again, yeah. All of a sudden, it was just like wildflowers. Wow. It was just all of a sudden, uh, the relationship that I have with my wife now, I would say is better than it was when we got married in the wow. first 10 years. It, 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 it has been such a experience for me mm -hmm. to be able to share that with you guys mm -hmm. that the one common thing that we both always had mm -hmm. is that we both love Jesus. Mm -hmm. We both believe in raising our family with a foundation of knowing Christ. Mm -hmm. and, and we try to live our lives that way mm. as best we can through all of the... And, and I'm not a real good guy as far as meeting someone on the street and say, hey, are you a Christian? Yeah. I wish I was better at doing that. Mm -hmm. Now, if I was on an airplane and a guy sitting next to me is opening up a Bible or, or reading a Christian book... Mm -hmm. Doors open. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. We're going to talk like crazy. But, yeah. but as far as you know, being out there witnessing all the time, mm. I just felt like the best way that I could do that is just to live my life the, as, mm. and let people see how God in Christ lives in me. Mm. Same thing for my wife. Mm -hmm. Just a beautiful heart, mm. beautiful person. And I'm not saying she can't be mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm not saying that she can't, you know, she can't... I, Really, truly, probably I deserve it, but, but there, there are challenging times, as there are in any marriage. Yeah, there are. In any marriage. There are. But we've never fallen in love, mm. out of love with each other at the same time. Mm. 
we both believe in Christ, mm -hmm. and we both have been together for so long. And that, let me back up, because mm -hmm. I want to tell you, when I'd played the PGA Tour for almost three years, wow. traveled all over the world, and actually felt like I had my whole life and I had no one to share it with other than my immediate family, mm -hmm. my, you know, my dad and stuff like that. But I didn't have anybody to share it with. And when I met Kim, actually when I met Kim, I was supposed to introduce Kim to another guy that played on the PGA Tour. And when I met Kim, I was like, uh-uh, they ain't <laughs> I'm going to take her out. So that was like in August, and then we started dating each other on Halloween. So we got an anniversary coming yeah, up on Saturday uh, as far as dating just each other. We got engaged in December. We got married in April. And then we had five kids. Wow. And uh, it's, it's, it's been a really cool thing, Jeff. Amen. Yeah. Amen. What a, a cool journey. Yeah. So what would you say then, because I think this is such an encouragement for guys, because there are guys who travel, there's guys who it's, it's hard work-wise, but you made that a priority to, you know, invest in your marriage, invest in your family. But if you were looking back, what would you say to your younger self? You know, what advice would you give, you know, as you look back? to guys maybe who are out there in their 20s, 30s, maybe just getting married or right. just having kids. What, what would you say about career and faith? What advice would you give? Well, I always felt like I sacrificed too much of mm. my family to try to pursue a career that made me famous mm. or made me more money or, or, mm. or made me feel more valuable. Okay? Yeah. And, and I think if I went back if I could go back to Danny Briggs when he's 25, 26 years old, just starting playing the PGA Tour and traveling everywhere else, I think I would tell him that first and foremost, have fun. First and, and secondly, make sure that you're doing what God wants you to do for the glory of God Amen. and not for the glory of Danny Briggs. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay? That's good advice. So, so if you're out there and, and you're working your tail end off, mm and you're trying to make a difference, which I think that's great. At the same time, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons that, and that you're praying to God and you're communicating with Christ and you're letting him know that I want to do this to glorify you and I lift, I lift this up. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's hard to lift it up. Mm -hmm. it, it's so hard to take it from way down here in your gut because especially from Texas, oh, yeah. we have so much pride, <laughs> you know, and we have pride here in Tennessee. Yeah. There's so much pride involved, and, and at some point in time, you got to let it go. Yeah. You just mm. got to let it go, and, and, and you may be sitting there thinking, well, man, I can't let it go. I got to pay a mortgage. Mm -hmm. I, gotta, I, got, I got bills to pay. I've got all the finances mm. to do. I've got, I've got a, 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 a sick mom. Mm. Or, or the, there's, there's so many distractions mm -hmm. that... that the devil's trying to throw in our way, in our mm -hmm. path, mm -hmm. to take us off our course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Stay the course. It's worth it. It, 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 it. I just can't tell you about the joy. <laughs> you just, you, there's, there's nothing more to me than mm -hmm. the spiritual high you get Amen. when the Holy Spirit just comes in there. I, I'm feeling it right now. Amen. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's I'm feeling so it right now, fellas. <laughs> Hey, you, you talked about this, but you had a chance to go on the Champions Tour and play, but, but you decided to come home. 
to be with your family, but also you work now for the Tennessee Golf Foundation. Yeah, it, it, and uh, talk about that because now you're able to pour into younger kids. You're able to pour into the next generation. Well, talk thank, about that decision. Well, thank you for bringing that up yeah. because it, as a, when I was talking to you guys earlier about trying to find value, trying to find myself, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't sure what that was going to be. Did I want to go into a different kind of business or, or, or did I want to feel like Truly, it's because I love golf so much mm -hmm. and meeting people and networking with people. I thought, you know, what's the best thing that I can do to give back? And I want to try to give back to see these kids that d didn't have the opportunity that I had yeah. to try to give them the opportunity to, to do, to play golf and learn, learn the values, the core values of golf, integrity, honesty, uh, meeting people mm -hmm. uh, just the, the list just can kind of go on and on oh, yeah. as far as what the game offers and what we try to do at the Tennessee Golf Foundation is make that affordable mm -hmm. and accessible to anybody that wants to learn the game now obviously our focus is primarily towards kids mm -hmm. but but even like for you yeah if you want to come over to the little course and and we're located right there by the legends off Franklin Road 400 Franklin Road we have a little par three golf course. We have a chipping area, a putting green. We have a driving range. Come on over there. Get involved. Mm. Uh, we, have, we have clinics. We have classes. We have a variety of different things. But we have a first tee program that's mm -hmm. all across the state. Actually, it's nationwide, the first mm -hmm. tee program. But, but we have one here in Tennessee that we provide clubs, balls, lessons, anything, scholarships wow. that we offer to kids. We have the SNEDS Tour, which is a premier junior tour from, from 17 down to 6 mm -hmm. of all these ages of kids playing in tournaments and having competition. Competition's important. Mm -hmm. it, it, and regardless whether you want to try to take golf to the level that I was at mm -hmm. or just play golf in general, mm -hmm. uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great place to start. It's a great place to learn. Uh, we work with Special Olympics. Mm -hmm. We work with veterans, uh, wounded warriors, middle school kids. I have, it's kind of interesting. A lot of people, they don't even realize what all we do. Yeah. And, and like Clayton, who's a member here at church, yeah. Clayton is the director of the professional golf side yeah. of Tennessee Golf. Who goes? I didn't know if any of y'all don't know Clayton. Go meet Clayton. He's a super guy. And, uh, but he runs the professional side. And then on the other side is the amateur side of golf, the Tennessee Golf Association. And then we're the foundation that's kind of in the middle, mm. and, and everything's all operated right there in one location. Uh. It's, it's fantastic, and, and I have enjoyed so much having the opportunity to, opportunity to give back. Yeah. Now, and now you asked me as far as my decision. My decision just came because I felt... I'd kind of had my heyday. Mm -hmm. I'd had the opportunity to be away and everything else. If you think about being married 34 years and you've been gone 26 of the 34 years you've been married, wow. that kind of puts it in perspective that, you know, you know what, maybe it's time for me mm. to enjoy my wife, enjoy my kids and grandkids, mm. and I'm, I'm thrilled to death. I got a couple of grandkids that are playing golf. All my kids can play golf. <laughs> Some of them more serious than others, yeah. but, but it, it's, it's, it's been fabulous. That's awesome. Just That's been awesome. fabulous. And that Jeff. giving back makes such a difference. When you have that opportunity to invest in those who come behind you, and what a difference. Well, you so. know what? That's what I feel about you. Yeah. When you're well, up here, mm. I feel like 
you have this unbelievable amount of knowledge mm. and experience. And that's why I love on you, man. That's why I love on you. Because I need that spiritual food. Mm-hmm. I call it spiritual food. Amen. I, it is. I, I need that from you. Mm. When I'm sitting over there mm. and, and you're, it, it never fails. There's always something that you say that comes right here to the heart every single time. Either the heart or the gut. I like the heart better. The gut hurts. <laughs> the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Oh. Hey, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, geez. Golf, life, what? Yeah. Either one. Well, Fuzzy Zeller gave me one of the best as far as golf is concerned. Because my personality was more like a Lee Trevino Mm -hmm. and a Chi-Chi Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. And when he saw me on the golf course all of a sudden being all serious and tight and tension. And and he could just, he could tell I was just grinding so hard to be successful that I wasn't having any fun. Mm. Mm. And he came up to me and he said, listen, he said, if you want to stay out here, you're going to need to learn how to let it go, have some fun, and, and don't worry so much about, you know, the double bogeys or this or that. Mm-hmm. And, and i got to be honest with you, when I'm staring down a fairway and I see out of bounds to the left and I see water to the right and I see a fairway not much wider than this building right yeah. here, it, it's, it's, you get kind of choked, choked up, up. <laughs> <laughs> especially when you know that you're coming down yeah. to the end yeah. but but he gave me that advice and, and another really good thing that he said because I asked him at one point in time there was an entourage mm. of all these teachers that were out there Jeff there were you had David Ledbetter Hank Haney all, all these guys out there teaching and and I was trying to figure out well, what makes those guys such a good teacher so mm. I asked Fuzzy and he said man listen if you want to learn out here how to play golf go to the guys that are out here go to Payne Stewart and ask him about his chipping go to mm. Paul Lazinger and ask him about his bunker play mm. go to Fred Funk and learn about hitting drivers straight down the middle use all these players out here to to educate you Ben Crenshaw was another great one yeah what a gentleman he was that's why they called him General Ben mm. he was such a gentleman even though I went to Texas A&M, he went to Texas. Mm-hmm. He was still a super, super guy, and he yeah. always called me, hey, Aggie, you know, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. But, but, but yeah, those, that was the advice they gave me is just to go mm-hmm. to all the other players. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, Jeff, I would go to the other players, and we would talk about more mental, mm-hmm. mental things. Because in, obviously, you and I are both good friends with Mike mm-hmm. Fisher, and Mike's, you know, Hockey is such a fast-paced game. It's mm. action, reaction, action, reaction, plays, all that kind of. In golf, you hit a shot, you got to walk. You got so much time in between each shot yeah. that that I found that if I talk to the walking score or if I talk to the person carrying the standard barrier yeah. or or go up to a volunteer and say, "Hey, thank you so much for being out here," it got me out of being so wrapped up in the four and a half hours of of misery. <laughs> 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 well, you know, what, what you're saying, I think, is a great principle for life. I mean, we just need to have fun. You, Sometimes we get so stressed out, I think, yeah. as, as dads or husbands or in our business, our career, that life is just not fun anymore. And for us to have that joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? Amen, yes. And to have that in our lives and, and to be able to enjoy the things that God's put in our lives. And so, and then the fellowship. You talked about going to other guys on the, on the tour and, and I think, guys, we try to do it ourselves. 
But when we open up and we talk to other guys, we find out, hey, we're, we're facing the same struggles. And we, you know, we need that in our lives, the fellowship. And so I think those are great, you know, golf transfers to life a lot of times. It really and, does. And you really see that right there in just what you said. So it that really was powerful. does. And, and you, need, you, need that, you need that person. For, for me, I was really lucky because I had, I already told you about my mom and dad. But yeah. beyond that, when I got out of college, I met a guy named Doug Cosby who... Is, was a tight all pro tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, and he ran a Bible study at his house, which I went to, which ended up going to the Dallas Cowboy Bible study, which was in conjunction with the Texas Ranger Bible, Bible study. study. And so now I'm meeting all of these guys, okay. and, and, and you had friends that, that were athletes that loved the Lord that you could share yeah. you know, what's going on and, and what's happening. and, and and you, you, you felt for them and what was happening in their lives at the same time they felt for you. And to this day, mm. this is over 35 years, they're still my friends. Yeah. They're still people I talk to. They're still people that we talk about what's going on and, and, and with your family. Obviously, now we all have yeah. grandkids and things. But it's a, you got to have that person that, that you can go to or persons yeah. Yeah. for that matter. Because yeah. I, I've got, you know... I, I know a lot of people, yeah, yeah. And, and but I've got one. I've got one fella that that he's been my friend since I was five years old. Wow! And he's a doctor, and he lives in Texas A&M, yeah. Bryan College Station, and he would fly out to tour events. He always flew to Hawaii when I played mm. in Hawaii, and of course. And but but fellas, you do need that. You need that person. It can't mm. always be you. Mm -hmm. It can't always be mm. you know. Just mm -hmm. get involved. Get in a group. Yep. That's a good word. Get in a Bible study. Get in a men's study. Yeah. Get, you know, with community group. Get somewhere where you develop those relationships. Hey, do you have like a, a scripture that you held on to? Do you have like a, a saying or something that God's just kind of used in your life that you could oh. kind of, is there anything that you just go, man, I just want to encourage you guys. This is something that, you know. <laughs> it's funny you say that. When, you're, when you play golf on the PJ Tour, you have a yardage book. And this yardage book has everything mapped out on the golf course, each hole by hole, each page, hole by hole. It has a map out of the green of where the slope is, the break. It has the water over here. It has the yardage so that, so that you know that you kind of go through your routine and map, map it all out. And on my yardage book, I would always write scripture. Oh, really? Well, because you get out there and you get so entranced in what's going on, and then if you're six on mm. par after the first five holes, not only are you <laughs> mad, but you're kind of losing it. Yeah. So I always had scripture there that anytime I felt like I was losing it or I felt a lot of pressure or any of that, I, I went to Psalms 4610, yeah. peace be still and know that I am God. Yeah. I, I like those motivational type verses. Oh, yeah. Romans 8, 28, and I do all things through Christ which strengthens me, yeah. called according to his purpose. Yeah. I like those kind of things because it kind of makes me feel like I'm going. And, yeah. and, but those were ones that, that, that I, I would write, you know, whenever mm. I was in the Bible study at that point in yeah. time, I'd just write certain things down in my yardage book, which when you're out there over four and a half hours walking, it's nice to look down there and... and because it brings a peace. Amen. It brings, mm. it brings a calmness to mm. your, not, not only to your soul, but to your mind. Because yeah. your mind plays such tricks on you. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's amazing how your mind can play mm. tricks on you. And, and I've always liked the, uh, the one, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm -hmm. And That's I, good. I, I just, I, I've always kind of felt that way. Mm -hmm. and, and even though 
I, God gave me a talent playing golf. Mm -hmm. I worked really hard to develop that talent. Mm -hmm. And, but, but that doesn't mean that I feel like I'm any better than anybody mm -hmm. else. I, I, and I, it doesn't make me feel that I can't appreciate someone that's, that's a, uh, working at the gas station yeah. or, or, a, or a, a lawn service. Yeah. Or it, it doesn't matter. We're all brothers in Christ. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, and, and mm. there's, we all go through challenges. Mm -hmm. So, I love that you wrote the scripture on your yardage book. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I do think it's meditating on the word day and night. And I think for guys, if we just start like figuring out, you know, is there somewhere on my desk? Is there somewhere in my car? Is there somewhere I could just put scripture so that I can start to think about when I start to get mad or frustrated? Man, it's the word of God. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. Hey, Danny, what yeah. do you want your legacy to be? <laughs> Oh, wow. I don't want to sound corny or anything to you fellas, but, but I've, always, I've always thought that to remember Danny Briggs when I go to heaven mm -hmm. is that I was a good dad, mm. I was a good husband, mm. and that I was a good friend. Mm. And, and hopefully somewhere along the way, I did things to help change lives, mm -hmm. to make a difference. And, and bring people to know Christ. Mm. I, I, that's, that's in my own way. Uh, I, I mean, you have a totally mm. different mm. platform and everything mm. to do that. Mm. Praise God for you, because <laughs> I love you. And, and what you do and how many different directions you get pulled mm. in different directions. Mm. But, but, but I hope that, mm -hmm. that, I hope this has impacted some of you guys. Yeah. I hope when we are able to all come back here mm -hmm. and, and be a family again, mm -hmm. a church family, that, that please come up and say mm -hmm. you, you, you saw this mm -hmm. interview and, mm -hmm. and, and, and just introduce yourself to me. Mm -hmm. I promise you I'll talk back. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Danny, thank you. This um, has been great. And, uh, guys, I hope you've been challenged and encouraged. I mean, wow. You know, you talk about the joy of the Lord and seeing you and your your place of just serving the Lord and with your family and your grandkids. And hey, I want to pray for us right now. So Father God, we love you. And Lord Jesus, I pray that we would be godly husbands and fathers, that we would be men after your heart, that we would seek you all the days of our lives. God, thank you for Danny. Father, all that you've done in his life. Thank you for the man that he is and the impact that he's having for your kingdom. And I pray that, Father, we would be encouraged today and we would live out your truth in every moment of our lives. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank uh, you, fellas. Guys, thanks so much for joining in. And I just want to encourage you, every Friday we've got the Man Minute. So be sure and be looking in your email and be ready to be challenged and encouraged there. And then be watching for these monthly podcasts. And let's continue to grow as the men God created us to be. Thanks for joining in today. Have a great week. God bless.